Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Here for Ask Wardy again, episode 25. Welcome to everybody who's here with me live and coming later. And for those of you later, you will find a video replay at tradcookschool.com slash aw025. And we're going to have fun today. We've got a great question from Lavina R. And her question, I know, resonates with a lot of people. It certainly resonates with me now since I tend to work full-time on traditionalcookingschool.com and less time in the kitchen. Of course, the kitchen is a very important part of my life and our family's life, too. But no matter whether you're working or homeschooling or you're with... um, you know, lots of kids' activities, or you have a home business, we're, we're busy. And it's challenging to make time for real food cooking and traditional cooking, which is our particular area of real food cooking. So here's what Lavina R. says. She says, working full-time and having children who work full, almost full-time and go to high school, I'm just not sure if I can squeeze in anything from scratch. I'm trying to become a coach and have my own business, and that will free up time needed to do more things from scratch. But right now, I'm someone who works about nine hours daily. The kids work about eight and go to high school for a few hours in the morning. Hubby commutes two hours daily and puts in a 12-hour workday. How can we begin to do food from scratch? What's the easiest, quickest thing we can make from scratch that would be healthy and beneficial for us, says Lavina R. So let's take a show of show of hands, which would be um, thumbs up in the comments, or you can tap the screen to share hearts. Who of you find that there's too few hours in the day that you're, you, you're busier than you feel like you have uh, time for? You wish you had more time. You can't get to all the things you want to do. So show, in the ha- show of hands in the comments by giving thumbs up if you're pretty busy. We're getting a lot of thumbs up, or you can tap the screen and give hearts. So we're getting lots of thumbs up. Uh, even in Brazil. <laughs> Good. So everybody's busy. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So Lavina, you are not alone. And I have six tips for you today. You guys keep chiming in there on the comments. And as I go through these six tips, I'd love for you to share in the comments uh, your thoughts about any of them and or encouragement for each other or Lavina. We're going to have to move through these quickly to keep this show under a half hour. So the first thing is, and this is just something you can do across the board that's going to take no extra time whatsoever, okay? None. Because whatever cooking you're doing already, you want to real foodify, if that's a word, (laughs) the ingredients you're already using. Uh, So you're going to real foodify everything that's existing and working already in your kitchen. So whatever you are cooking, you want to make sure to use the healthiest ingredients. And that is right away just going to up the game in the kitchen and up the quality of what you're making. So start with your fats. If you're not using high quality fats like butter, tallow, uh, coconut oil, switch to those. And that's going to make all the fats in your kitchen much more healthy. 
um, your meats and your fish should be pastured and wild caught. So right away, that's going to make your dishes more healthy. Your eggs, make sure they're pastured and organic. That is going to improve the quality of what you're making. And I can go on down the list with organic grains and beans, organic fruits and vegetables, but just clean up the ingredients you're already cooking with, and that is going to just right off the bat make things better. All right, so that was tip number one. That does not take any extra time because whatever you're cooking, you're just going to make better. We have a lot, um, you know, if you just browse traditionalcookingschool.com slash recipes, all of our recipes, you could browse through those and you could start making some of those and just use real food ingredients. Pick the quick ones. I'm going to talk about some quick ones coming up here. Now, the second tip I have for you really is a change in thinking. Okay. And recently on, on my podcast, Know Your Food with Warty, episode 157, I had a podcast that I called seven traditional cooking mistakes you might be making. And number three was to address this myth that, um, that people give up on cooking traditional because if they can't soak, sprout, or ferment, it's just a lost cause. If they don't have time to do that, if they don't do that, what's the point? There's no point to traditional cooking. Well, this is not true because traditional cooking can actually be fast. You can do fast food with traditional cooking. I'm just going to quickly cover the bullet points here, but if you want more information on this, you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 157 for the show notes, and you can read it there. Uh, You could watch the video, you could listen in, whatever floats your boat, but you're going to focus on point number three, because you can make all kinds of fast meals and dishes with traditional foods, because you're going to focus on real whole food ingredients that don't need soaking, sprouting, or fermenting, okay? Um, Now, having said that, there's one class of uh, soured or sourdough recipes that we call no-weight sourdough recipes. If you're already keeping a sourdough starter, You can just use that starter instantly in what we call no-weight sourdough recipes. Uh, So you want to check that out. And that um, is a podcast. I can't remember what number, but if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 157, there is a link to the no-weight sourdough recipe uh, recipes podcast that goes into depth on that concept. Now, other fast, simple, healthy meal ideas that are like traditional food fast are eggs. Eggs, there are so many ways to fix them. They cook up quickly. You can do omelets and egg burritos and scrambled eggs and fried eggs and quiche. Uh, you can make little baked you know, eggs and bacon or sausages and little in muffin tins in the oven and do mini quiches. Anyway, there's tons of ways to do eggs. Just cook them. In, in 15 minutes, you could have a meal on the table. You can do meat and veggie meals. There's no soaking, sprouting, or souring with those. You can cook meats ahead of time, or you can put meats in your crock pot, but meats, so chicken, ground beef, a nice roast. You can even do it over the weekend so that you have it cooked and ready to just quickly turn into meals during the week. And then the other part of that meal would be veggies, or it could be quick cooking, like potatoes, starches, there's no soaking. Um, Leftover meals, so if you've had Um, time to cook on the weekend and you cooked big meals, have leftovers during the week. That's just reheating. Another thing that we do a lot are called bowls. And these are where we take a starch like rice or potatoes, could be cooked ahead of time. You put beans, could be cooked ahead of time, or you skip that part. You do meats, they could be cooked ahead of time, or it could be something quick like ground beef. And then you have toppings, onions, cheese, tomatoes, avocado, olives, just toppings. And so we make bowls out of that. 
You can do salads like chicken salad or wild salmon salad. You can put it on bread if you want, but you can actually top it on a bed of greens. So that's really yummy. Or, um, you know, look for those sprouted tortillas at the store and you can make wraps so you haven't had to make your own. Um, hamburger salad's a great one. I love a green salad and we take hamburgers or meatballs and we just have those gently warm on top. It's delicious. So that is fast food, fast traditional food very fast meals that don't need soaking, sprouting, or fermenting. So that was my tip number two, which was actually a mindset shift that yes, traditional cooking can be fast. And I gave you some, some ideas for that. Now, number three, tip number three is now this is going to come as you explore easy, fast meals. And as you real foodify your existing recipes. So what you want to do is to cultivate those easy meals and dishes, even desserts. So as you try things that are fast, that can fit into your busy schedule, um, make a note of them. So just have a running list. And when you get to a certain point, you can actually create a menu from that to just remove the whole thinking process. And then everybody in the family knows this is what we're having. You could do some batch prep on the weekend, but you're going to just take, take those cultivated easy recipes and give yourself the, um, the easy planning and no thinking involved of having this menu plan. And the idea is whatever's working for you, you keep a record of it. And when you have enough, you create a menu plan. I'm not going to go into details on creating the menu plan because I actually have a podcast all about four easy steps to creating a menu plan, kind of what I'm talking about now. So you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 103 for the details on that. Um, and I want to throw in there that one thing you can cultivate as an easy dessert are um, Lindsay's no-bake treats. I've mentioned these for many months now, but they are such an easy dessert. So I just tuck those in somewhere in your menu plan. There's more information on that at tradcookschool.com slash no bake. Okay. So number four, number four is to something that you can do ahead of time so that when you're in those the busy throws of the week, that you have some more options. And I don't know if you're going to have a yes answer to this question or not, but I feel like I have to ask it. <laughs> so that is, when can you cook? Do you have a Saturday morning or a Sunday afternoon or a Friday afternoon when nobody's running around and you are home, you're not working, and you could devote half the day or a whole day or a couple hours to some batch cooking, freezer cooking, or meal prep for the week? Because if you put in a little bit of time during those stretches, you will make the following week so much easier to get real food on the table. So some examples, and I would want you to focus on things you know you wouldn't have time for during the week, but that you know everybody would love to eat and would help keep you guys fueled and healthy and away from convenience foods. And that is, so any snacks you like to make. Bread. So sourdough English muffins are so, so easy. We have a recipe at traditionalcookingschool.com. Just search for sourdough English muffins. Um, those are really easy to batch cook ahead of time. We do triple batches usually, and I keep them in the freezer for the week. Uh, broth, rice, yogurt for the week. Uh, you can prep your veggies for the week. We also have an article at Traditional Cooking School on... Um, um, preps for like washing produce ahead of time and guidelines for that and what stores well and things like that. So just, just search for a guide to washing produce, I think it's called. 
You can make your salad dressing for the week. You can cook chickens or roasts or things in the crock pot and then debone or shred and then you have meat on hand for the week. You can cook beans. You can do your ferments on the weekend, like get your sauerkraut going on the weekend and then midweek all you're doing is moving it to the fridge because it's done. So those are so many things that take just, just, you could put in two hours on a Saturday morning and have a whole bunch of stuff ready for the week. And better yet, if your kids were home with you, um, so that you could all pitch in because if there was two children home with you and you each put in two hours, that's like six hours between you to make it easier for all the rest of you for the week. Uh, number five, tip number five. I just have two tips left. Uh, how's everybody doing with this? You could give me a thumbs up or some hearts if it's resonating with you or if you're finding it helpful because uh, I know a lot of us are busy. So sometimes we bemoan that, oh, I'm too busy even to think about it. But then, but then you hear something and you're like, ah, oh, that's going to work for me. Thank you, Meg, for the clapping and the flowers. <laughs> so springy. Great. I'm glad you're finding this helpful. All right. So number five is don't feel guilty about using healthy convenience foods because it's, we live in a wonderful day and age. I mean, it's a sad day and age because most of the food that's in the grocery store is not good, but there's this resurgence in small artisan uh, food companies that are making things that you and I would want to eat available. And it really depends on your store and if you have a good, robust health food section with a good um, selection. But if you do, or there's Amazon.com, you could bulk order and have something shipped to you. Um, but there are wonderful, healthy, convenience foods out there. So there's drinks, there's meats, there's quality butter, there's cheese, there's fermented foods, there's sprouted or sourdough bread, there's really good jerky. Um, Nick Sticks is a brand that I like. You can even buy good plain yogurt with active cultures if you don't want to make your own. There's Applegate Farms um, hot dogs or lunch meats, just to name a few. I have a post at Traditional Cooking School that's called Our Favorite Healthy convenience foods. So you can search for that at traditionalcookingschool.com or if you go to the show notes for this podcast, it's no, it's um, tradcookschool.com slash aw025 and you'll find a link to the post that I'm referencing. And KM Brooks is saying in the comments that even Costco carries a lot of these things. That is so true. So check Amazon, check Costco, check your grocery store, your health food store um, and see what what of these convenience healthy convenient foods would make a big difference in your family getting through the week and instead of turning to junk food which junk food has a high price tag surprisingly you get these teeny little packages for a couple dollars and the the cost per ounce is astronomical so why spend it there spend it on healthy convenience foods sure you might pay a little bit more maybe you pay less if you shop through Costco or Amazon but anyway if you're going to if you're going to end up turning to convenience foods why not turn to healthy convenience foods, right? So don't feel guilty about it. Use it and support these companies that are giving us good options. Um, I'd, I'd much rather spend my money there than on junk food. Okay, and number six. This is something that you and your family, it's just something I want you guys to talk about. But um, you sound overworked and busy. And so I'm going to ask you to uh, talk with your family and see where they can help. Now, your husband has a two-hour commute and works 12 hours a day, so it doesn't sound like he has much time. And the children work eight hours a day and they have a couple hours of school. You're working full-time. It seems to me that the, the load is similar for you and your children. So sit down and talk to everybody and be honest. You know, Just say, everyone, 
I'm busy, you're busy. This is a team effort though. We all wanna be healthy and at our best and I'm totally frazzled and I would really appreciate sharing the load. <laughs> so how can you help out? Cause this is for the good of the family. It's for the good of your health. It's for your mom and everyone in this family. Let's pitch in together and try to find a solution here so that we all can eat better even though we're all so, so busy. So if you can help me with the dishes, if you can help me with food prep, if you can give me a couple hours on Saturday, or Sunday afternoon so that we can all pitch in together and get a little bit ahead for the week, I would appreciate that. Um, so honestly, when I think about the six tips, I think they're all important, but I think being on the same page with your family and all of you working together might be the number one thing you can do to get ahead in this. Because as busy moms, we tend to shoulder a ton and not ask for help. And so I'm gonna encourage you to ask for help from your family so you can all pitch in. At Traditional Cooking School in our Real Food Kids course, uh, Jamie is my co-teacher there, and she brought to the table this wonderful phrase, everyone eats, everyone cooks, <laughs> because it's a family effort. Yes, moms, we're the nurturers, we're the homemakers, we're the ones who are caring for the family, um, but we want our children to be um, capable, responsible, competent, skilled in the kitchen. So just like we teach them to brush their teeth and do their own laundry and keep their rooms tidy, let's teach them to participate in the kitchen because it's a family effort. It's sustenance and healing and joy for the whole family and there's no reason why if everyone's busy, mom should shoulder the entire load. So um, think about that. Think about that, Lavina, and tell me what you think. All right, well, I'm going to close here because it's gone quite long. I want to encourage you, Lavina, and anybody else who's busy to uh, try one or all of these six tips. And within 24 hours of this airing live, you will find them all for your reference at tradcookschool.com aw025 for Ask Wardy episode 25. And right there, you can leave comments, check out the video replay, subscribe on iTunes, or listen to the audio version of this. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.